0: Well, I don't know about you, but for me, the kickoff to the Christmas season comes with the Circle Craft Fair, which seems to grow every year. And as I mentioned, we have tickets to give away. Already a ton of people getting in on the draw for those. The email address is weekendnews at com. if you're interested in winning a pair of tickets. But let's bring in Paul Yard. He runs the Circle Craft Fair and joins us on the line. We're also going to bring in a vendor in just a moment. Paul, good morning to you. Good morning. Uh, Forty-five years, is that right?
1: (laughs) I'm afraid it is. (laughs) Yeah, 45 this year.
0: I I was looking at a black and white photo from several years ago. Uh, Tell us a little bit about how big the fair is this year and how it's kind of grown over the years. Well, we got our start
1: um, back in 73 in uh, in the Vancouver East Cultural Centre. And uh, we had about 70 exhibitors that would exhibit uh, for three weeks over the Christmas season. And uh, they'd be a week on, and then another group would come in and another group. So we'd get about 200 exhibitors over the three weeks. Now we have some 315 this year, I think, or 318, uh, all under one roof at the Vancouver Convention Centre. And uh, we run it on five days.
0: <laughs> so, so a little bit bigger than in the beginning.
1: <laughs> bigger and faster. It's, uh, we get some 40,000 people through in, in those five days. It's, it's just wonderful.
0: <laughs> All right, let's bring in uh, Melissa Ferreira. And uh, she is with Adhesive, a clothing company. Melissa, I hope I said both your name and the company name right. Correct and correct. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, 40,000 people come through the doors. What is it like? What does it mean to you being a, a vendor, uh, being part of this craft fair? Uh,
2: you know, i got to tell you, it's, it's a really amazing event. Um, it's actually our our longest running participating event for 12 years. We've been doing this show, and uh, every year it's totally exciting. The first day is a mad rush, and... Uh, you know, the, the 12 hours you're there feels more like four or five, for
0: sure. <laughs> That's a good thing. <laughs> Is it a way to to get your wares to, to access a different crowd or different people or to get your products out there to people uh, that maybe wouldn't see them or wouldn't know about them?
2: Absolutely. It's huge exposure. Um, because it's an annual tradition, you're not just seeing people from the lower mainland. I mean, you're getting... Uh, people from all over, you know, BC and the interior and Vancouver Island and Calgary. And I've met people coming from Toronto. It's, it's really all across the board. So it's that one time a year, in fact, where most of my uh, clients actually make it an annual tradition to stop by my booth and will shop with me that one time every single year. So it's, it's really wonderful in that sense.
0: And Paul, you mentioned, uh, 315 or 318 vendors this year. My guess is there are more vendors that want in on the event than there is space. How do you choose people and vendors from across the country to take part?
1: Well, we have a panel of, of jurors, uh, that are part of our membership and also, uh, just craft enthusiasts, and uh, they sit down and they go through every application and look at pictures, and if the pictures aren't uh, suitable for making a uh, solid decision, we'll send for product, and they look at the product very carefully.
0: That that sounds like it would be a, a, an amazing job. It,
1: it is. It's a, a little bit onerous when you've got uh, people that are just on the edge of being suitable and you want to bring people along. But by the same token, you've got a great number of very fine craftspeople that uh, that's who we're trying to support.
0: <laughs> and, and is that how it, it plays out as far as maybe somebody like Melissa would get uh, a booth? I, I would imagine there are booths that are considered the, the prime real estate booths, uh, whereas some of the newer vendors uh, maybe are in an area where you, where you get a smaller, uh, kind of more introductory area?
2: Somewhat.
1: We have a, a, what we call our budding artist section, but it's in a prominent location. Uh, there's really not a bad booth in that, uh, in that show because it's small enough that everyone can go by every booth quite easily.
0: Uh, and Melissa, what what is it like? Because we talk so much about as well, uh, stores, uh, brick and mortar stores, uh, not getting as much business, everybody moving to online, whereas this is very much the opposite of that. And it's people, thousands of people who come want to see and touch and meet the vendors and, and talk to them.
2: I think you kind of nailed it right there. I mean, when you're um, doing something that's handmade and one of a kind and, uh, you know, really it's art, you know, so. I think people want to have that personal connection. They want to touch. They want to feel. They want to talk to the artist. They want the story involved behind the item because it's not just an object. It's something that, that goes deeper than that for, for, you know, the majority of the artists there. So uh, really, it's, it's about the experience. It's not just, just about, you know, purchasing objects.
0: And are people concerned? Do they ask you about where the clothing comes from, how it's made and that kind of thing?
2: I find that i say, you know, nine out of 10 people, they really do. They're craving that story. I mean, I'll, I'll start off with a story with one customer. And then before you know it, there's a mob of people all sitting around almost like a campfire all, you know, waiting to hear, Oh, you know, what's this about? And what's that about? So people are really curious, and they're savvy, and they, they're willing to be educated, which is really wonderful. It's a great, great group.
0: And do you meet other vendors then and, and form relationships that way?
2: Well, um, I've been running my line now for about 14 years. So really, for me, it's a community. It's a family. Like we, all, many of the vendors there, we all know each
0: other and we help each other out. It's
2: like a little family. It's wonderful.
0: And, and Paul, was that kind of the idea going back to, to what it was built on? Absolutely.
2: <laughs> it was a matter
1: of <laughs> a bunch of old hippies in the, in the 70s uh, got together and needed a way to uh, to uh, market these goods that they were producing so well. And uh, <laughs> that's where our founder, Yaha Lees, came into the picture and she found, uh, founded uh, the first shows and it's just grown since then.
0: And, and are you, is it a challenge at all to, again, kind of combat that, that idea of, of staying at home and clicking on your computer and having things delivered rather than physically going out to the vendors?
1: i think I think people still love coming out to the vendors there's no question of that. The problem now is that uh, <laughs> like everything, you uh, try and pay your rent in Vancouver and still have things left over to uh, uh, have enough money left over to buy fine craft it's it's a challenge, and it's becoming a challenge for craftspeople too to find studio space and bring the goods to the public that that really like them and appreciate them.
0: And that's very true, although I do like uh, the idea, and Melissa touched on this as well, in that knowing where things are coming from and that idea uh, of, I think, people that come to Circle Craft come with the mindset of, you're not coming there to get a bargain. You're not coming there to get something that's mass-produced. That is where you're going to spend a little bit more money, and you're going to get something really special.
1: Absolutely. And it's, it's that story that goes along with the, the product that makes it very special as a gift.
0: Uh, Paul, forty-five years in. Do you think there's another forty-five years in the market's story?
1: There certainly should be. <laughs> there's some very fine craftspeople that are, are attending these events, and uh, they go from they go from Vancouver to Calgary to Toronto to Montreal, and uh, they they work terribly hard for six weeks. <laughs>
0: Uh, indeed, and I mean everything from from pieces of art to to ornaments to clothing. It really is. Uh, I'm always blown away by just the, the variety of things that are available.
1: Well, wait for this one. <laughs> we have we have Sola Fiedler, who was uh, in our very first show 45 years ago, and she's going to be demonstrating macrame again. <laughs> so.
0: <laughs> Everything back old is new again. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and Melissa, do you leave the the craft fair with with inspiration, or what is it? It's such a big thing. At the end, is it a, is it a is it a deep breath and moving on, or what is it like?
2: I usually just um, crawl into bed and have a two-hour nap.
0: (laughs) Sounds about right. (laughs) Uh,
2: No, but actually, uh, no, it is a huge boost. I think for a lot of artists, we spend so much of our time incubated in our studios and masterminding our crafts and things like that, where you finally get to uh, be amongst the public. You do get a lot of feedback, you know, and it, and it does give you ideas and it's definitely a boost. It does make you feel like, okay, I can do this. Like people love what I'm doing and it, it gives you a lot of encouragement to carry on and especially, uh, helps with paying all the costs after, <laughs> after all is said and done. So it's a good income for a lot of us as well.
0: All right. Well, I will be there on November 8th on opening day. Thank you so much to both of you for joining us this morning. I appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. All right. Thank you both so much. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.